Tuning you in now. The all new LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. Well, hello, everyone. Hello, Brandon. Oh, my gosh, it is. Um, it's August 8th, and welcome to our very first episode of the LBX Daily Show. And we actually are in person together, too. I so know. We've been we, preparing remotely for uh, weeks. Totally, weeks totally. Ex- to be together. I know. This it's is awesome. re- super excited. I'm, mm-hmm. I I get to look you in the eye. I don't mm-hmm. know. This is so different. <laughs> <laughs> don't get used to this, you guys, because it's not going to last for that long. But in the meantime, we're going to enjoy it. Anyway, thank you so much for being here. Um You know, just a quick uh, explainer to all you newcomers, um, which is everybody at this point. Um, The LBX Daily is a lightning quick 15 to 20 minute pod kind of video cast highlighting some of the fascinating things happening in the location-based entertainment industry. In the first part of the show, we call it the rundown. We touch on some of the very interesting topics and stories that we've seen over the past 24 hours that we think are worthy of discussing. And then we top it off with our very own music on an industry-specific topic during the ruminations portion. And since the idea is to create community and get people to share ideas and connect, we then post this rumination to our Discord channel. And after the podcast, we ask you to join us there and provide your thoughts and give us your feedback on what we talked about. And this brings us really to the biggest point of today is what the heck are we all doing here, right? Um, now this show just isn't about Brandon and I yammering away at each other, <laughs> inflating our egos or anything like that. What we're working on here is building a community called the LBX Collective. And this is a place where industry professionals like you can connect, interact, engage, inspire, and celebrate all of our collective triumphs. So if you haven't already done so after this podcast, head on over to our website, lbxcollective.com. And there you can follow us on social media, tune into our shows, and most importantly, join the community. Alrighty, guys, let's get things rolling, shall we? All right. Yeah. Well, so we start with the rundown. Right. And the rundown, we've got a, a lot of cool things to talk about here. So, you, you, yeah. So we do. Okay. So we 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 highlighted some really interesting things um, today in the rundown. Anyway, the first thing I want to talk about is <laughs> Brandon and I have been talking about pickleball first of all for months now, wondering what the heck is with pickleball. How many more pickleball places are going to open up? And like, seriously, what's going to be next? I don't know. We've got chicken and pickle now. We've got hot dog and pickle. There's, I don't know what else, what other uh, food types you can combine with pickleball. There's pickle camp. Like, there's a place that looks like a camp. And so oh, I'm going, yeah. like, and I, but apparently they're serving, not pickles, but they're, they're serving, like, um, smoked meats and stuff like that. But you get to go, and I think it's kind of like a camp setting. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. Camp, camp themed and, like, like old school Boy Scout camp themed. Yeah, and right. And play pickleball, too, which... I, I'm always still blown away that pickleball is a commercial, vi- commercially viable opportunity, just given the fact that I can go anywhere and play pickleball for free without paying for it. So and I can bring beer and anything else. But anyway, that's not why we're right. We, we, we could go so, off on pickleball. For a while. We could. This, and this we could. And I think that we will probably have a pickleball yeah. conversation later on the line. Anyway, the next pickleball we think is going to be cornhole. <laughs> now, mind you, this is like a bringing it back from the dark ages thing because cornhole has been around for a long time. Um, but anyway, um, we have Flutter Entertainment who has teamed up with Rob 
Gronkowski. 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 Oh my gosh. I'm That's so, right, you're Canadian. Okay. I know. Okay, Gronkowski. Okay, Gronk. He's an American football player. Obviously, I don't need to explain to the Americans who he is. Um, so they've pick, uh, they they paired up with him, and he is called, um, and they've created this uh, new cornhole game called Spike Cornhole. Now, it's actually a video game, though. It's not an actual game game that you play, but it's kind of going to be like, remember Golden Teeth, how that was out there, where you could go and you could just play or you could actually play in a league and you could play other people for money. So that's going to be the whole point of this cornhole. You just, you drag the beanbag across the screen and you toss it into the cornhole. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, can't... I think it's super interesting because it, it's sort of like that social competitiveness uh, trend that we're seeing with darts yes. and axe throwing and mini golf even. Uh, but now it's in a video game format and golden tea is wildly popular. There's a oh. massive cult following and it still exists today. Um, and and a friend of mine is really into Golden Tee. Anywhere he can play Golden Tee, he plays Golden Tee, enhances rankings and everything else. So I think this is very interesting. Yeah, it, it could be for sure. I mean, do you know Golden Tee, and I'm, don't quote me on this, I don't know the stats, but I know that the people that own those games, they made a heck of a lot of money off that. Like the people that were actually creating the tournament. So who knows, yeah. maybe this is another opportunity for something like that. Certainly. Well, I think what's interesting about this is it, it serves a middle market that Golden Tee, right? Like it's golf which is yeah. maybe sort of like this serves a, a very different demographic mm-hmm. and they partnered with Gronkowski's and his cutoffs and, you know, playing cornhole, which is very much a middle America uh, sport. And so, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. And, you know, like always you can play cornhole at the hound booth whenever, you know, oh, had to flip that in there, there didn't you, Brandon? Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys. Okay. Cornhole. Okay. There you go. Okay. All right. From our sponsor. No, <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Um, okay. Brandon, let's go on to the next item. Do you know what a fidget item is? I actually do know what a fidget item is, but I think that a lot of our listeners maybe don't. Okay. So it is the blending of a physical item with some sort of digital asset or digital access that you get by owning also that, uh, that physical item. Mm-hmm. Okay. So really cool things happening here. Um, I'm sure most of you are familiar with Fortnite. Um, anyway, last year in Fortnite, uh, Ralph Lauren released a line of clothing and boots and different things that you could actually skin your character with. And you can like fly around and do your whole Fortnite shooting and gaming and whatever in his outfit. Anyway, they have recently released the P-Wing boot. You see it here on the screen. And this is really cool. So this is kind of um, their first digital item that they have released. And so they are actually making 200 of these boots. And they're going to resell them online for about $250 US. And people that love the boots that, you know, have been using them in the game or whoever else is interested in can go and buy these actual physical boots. Pretty cool stuff, hey? I think it's super cool. I'm I'm a little disappointed they're only doing 200, not because I want to go out and buy one. Well, um, that's not my style of clothing. But I think it's awesome that you're trying this as like an, an early pilot test, I guess. Sure. Like this digital phys- world, like especially with Fortnite. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And you know what I think is so interesting is $250 US to me for like these boots seems super cheap. It's super cheap. Like that's also what's mind blowing to me. And like, I think what will end up happening is, and maybe this is what they're trying to do is it'll end up going to the resale market um, and, and they'll be sold for, you know, ten twenty thousand $20,000 because there's only sure. 200 Right. Yeah, right. And because there's the, the physical, there's the digital component as well, the digital asset that comes with it. Right. I think is, uh, is you know, will obviously drive its value. And yeah. That's probably why they're keeping the volume up. 
Yeah, I agree. And and this is their first test anyway of it, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I, I just wonder what's, you know, what's our opportunity in the entertainment world to kind of utilize stuff like this? You know, this could this be a possible redemption item we could stock on our wall? Could we have a catalog of things that maybe that are made to order and it ties somehow into video games? Like, I mean, I just think the possibilities for this is endless, right? Yeah, there certainly are. I mean, I think, especially when you start to combine things that have heavy IP, like the Gronk, right? Like the Gronk's mm-hmm. like cornhole. And like, what if there was a, I could go and I could get, could get a bag, like a bean bag or a set of bean bags as a redemption item if I want a certain thing. And then if I got that set of that, that set of bean bag or bought that bean bag, that gives me some sort of like a golden bean bag in the game. Oh yeah. And like ties back to it. And so there's advantages to buying a physical item that you could sell or that I can win through playing redemption that then also gets me advantages in some of the arcade games. I mean there's there's really unlimited possibility that where you could partner. I agree that yeah, that could be so cool, right? Yeah. Well, I think we'll start to see more of this stuff coming out. Um, and actually, you know, moving along the same kind of line, um, we are starting to see more of the augmented reality kind of tying into different experiences. Um, the Metropolitan Museum, I think this is so fascinating. Um, they're transforming the way that visitors actually experience the museum because they're trying to drive people back after COVID, right? And trying to create something new. And so what they've done is they've created this app that you can download when you walk into the museum and it helps the user create their own unique personalized journey through the museum. So there's two different ways that you can utilize it. You can either download kind of your avatar. Um, and as you're going through the museum, you can kind of scan the artwork and it downloads something from that artwork on, that you can either add to your avatar or they get to interact and play with. Or if you have a Roblox account, it allows you to download something from that piece of art and actually upload it into your Roblox account, which is fascinating. So then when you leave the museum, even you still have that on your account. Yeah, I think so. Again, you're tying it back to that digital world. Mm-hmm. If there was a way to also buy a physical item in the, in, in the merchandise store or something like, you know, right. we'll get, like, my kids, they, you know, they don't do as much anymore. But when they used to, we'd go to a museum or we'd go to a, an aquarium or a zoo they buy a stuffed animal and take it home. And they always remember then their trip to the zoo or the aquarium when they held that animal or played with it or whatever. Uh-huh. So it's doing the same thing in the, like the digital world through Roblox. And I'm remembering now my trip back to the museum because I have that in Roblox. But if I had something physical also, it'd be super interesting. Yeah, that is, I, I agree with you. I think museums do such a great job with their merchandise as well. Like it's so customized and beautiful and the stuffies are really creative so it, it's yeah. a really great opportunity and then sorry go ahead oh, I was gonna say, and it's a, it's a branding and marketing opportunity too so and, and yeah even more so than that stuffed animal i brought home if it's something that has branding from like monterey bay aquarium or something like that that i then have in my roblox account other people other people i'm playing with see that right and now they're seeing monterey bay and so it's a great opportunity even for in the entertainment you know in my entertainment venue if i have some sort of item that i can then send home digitally and then I'm using that in my online accounts, yeah. either as an avatar or a profile picture or something. Now it's an advertising marketing opportunity too. Do you know if in Roblox um, they have marketing opportunities like that where they would sell, like let's say I as the retailer would say, hey, I want to have my logo on something. Let's do a sweatshirt with, you know, Monterey Bay on it. like that, And you could buy that in Roblox or you could sell that. Yeah, as far as I understand, yes. I, my um, kids haven't played Roblox in, in quite a while. But, or I shouldn't say that my, my daughter does, but she's, she, it's like a cat world. Mm, so it's yeah. Not quite the same it's a little, a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Oh, she's, she's oh like okay. Oh, very yeah, cool. Very cool. Cool. Gosh. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, so I guess that probably covers the rundown. Yeah. But, you know, with regards to the elimination, uh, I thought what was super interesting is uh, how, uh, Disney, through the Muppet Babies franchise, recently introduced um, a non-binary character 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure you have to say, you have to tell us how you came across this originally, but uh, because you know, my kids are far beyond the month of babies now, um, but they, uh, they introduced a non-binary character, but I think the way they introduced it uh, was very, uh, was, was just amazing. And we'll watch some video, but maybe it's yeah. And so I'm going to post a picture of this. Um, I, you know, and if I recall, I believe that my daughter sent me this link actually on um, Instagram and she's like, check this out. And um, I went to look at it and what Disney has done is absolutely fascinating. They've taken their character, Gonzo, um, who is a little bit different, you know, to he's, begin he's with. Probably and, already generally non-binary. Like, I don't he, know if we, we think we always thought of him as a guy, but he's, yeah. he's, he's an alien. So you kind of don't know right. what he is anyway. Right. And so what they did is they transformed that character into Gonzarella. Um, and so Disney Muppet Babies recently just relaunched his character and they're expressing him as a non-binary and gender diverse identity. And you can see here on the screen, um, you can see he's all dressed or he, she, I, I should be very careful about this. Sorry. I'm just learning here. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, they um, are dressed up in this really cool little dress. And I think we have a little video. You have to watch this video. It just brings tears to my eyes every time I see it. They've just done such an amazing job here. Yeah. you are. You missed our royal ball. We met the most amazing princess. But they ran away. And all they left behind was this. Everyone, there's something I need to tell you. The princess who came to your ball tonight was me. I'm Gonzarella. But Gonzo, why didn't you tell us? Because you all expected me to look a certain way. I don't want you to be upset with me. But I don't want to do things just because that's the way they've always been done either. I want to be me. Oh, Gonzo, we're sorry. It wasn't very nice of us to tell you what to wear to our ball. You're our friend, and we love you any way you are. Yeah, of course we do. I say we get rid of this old royal handbook and make a better one. And in our new handbook, everyone can come to the ball dressed however they like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Isn't that just incredible? Yeah. So, I mean, what I, I think I, I have to give Disney credit for absolutely nailing it with that one. Um, they The words, I mean, you have to go look at it again and listen to it, but the words are perfectly laid out. Um, it is super comfortable and it was so absolutely brilliant and creative. I was just absolutely beside myself when I saw that. I thought, what a beautiful thing to do. And, you know, then I started doing a little bit of research around it. And there are other um, channels that are launching things like this, like Blue's Clues. Uh, they did an animated pride parade recently featuring a non-binary dolphin that uses a wheelchair, which <laughs> let's combine a lot of elements together. Um, and then She-Ra, Princess of Power, uh, they're building a universe called Steven Universe. And um, it's a romantic storyline for non-binary and LGBTQ characters. Uh, and so we'll see how that one plays out as well. Um, I mean, and I, I know I have so much to learn about this. I have a 19-year-old daughter who obviously pointed this out to me. Um, and she's growing up in this environment. And she just keeps me open to honestly learning about this and using the correct terms and, you know, reminding me all the time about how to properly address something and be more aware. And so I'm so grateful for her. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my daughter is 13, my son is 16, and this is very much a part of their life. And they have friends who are, uh, who've gone through, who are going through gender transitions. Uh, they have friends who are non-binary, they have mm-hmm. friends who are pan, um, they're friends, you know, and so this is very much a part of that, their, that generation of that culture. And it isn't to say that it never has been, 
but it's much more accepted. And I think what's important is, regardless of your views on it personally, um, it's important that we, when we're looking at our, our venues and we're looking at our staff and, and our, not just our, our guests, right, from guest satisfaction, making sure we're inclusive and providing accessibility opportunities, but that we're also doing that, addressing that with our staff and employees as well and, and being open-minded and, and you know, accepting of, of all different walks of life and of humanity. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, seeing it so much more. And so I, I guess, that, I mean, that's the big question um, that we're interested in hearing from you guys on. And we're going to post this in our Discord channel is really how are you addressing and handling these cultural changes and these diversity challenges that you're getting in your businesses now? Have you found some things that, that are effective for you? Where are you struggling? And, you know, let's have a conversation. And let's talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. We call it the rumination for a reason. This isn't right. going to be an easy, simple topics. No. You know, we're going to pick these things at random and, um, and and discuss them with intention. And we want to carry that conversation into the Discord channel you know, and, and make sure that we hear from you as well, right? So definitely please pop on over to the Discord channel and uh, post your thoughts around this rumination, uh, today's rumination. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess... Just like that, Whew. we've reached the end of our uh, of today's LDX Daily, our yeah. first one. I so, know. Yay. High five, yeah, Matt. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, we don't have to do that virtually, so that's cool. Yeah, too. that's right. Um, but the party doesn't have to end here. So hop on over, as we talked about, our Discord channel, and share your unique thoughts on today's rumination. Um, I would say even past ones, but like we don't have any past ones yet. So Nope. But, but you know what? Tomorrow, we will have past ones. That's so right. That's great. Um, we'd also love your feedback on this episode, being our inaugural episode. And um, look, we want we want requests on future topics, absolutely questions. This is again, we're trying to build a community, and we'd love for you to be really a part of this community and and feed questions that we can then bring forward here at the show. And um, so let's get mm-hmm. this rolling, right? So help us spread the joy of the LBX Collective. Uh, send out the invites to yes. the Discord server, the Discord channel, to uh, to your friends, to your peers, your colleagues. Um, and share this even with somebody who maybe lives under a rock out on your neighbor or something. Um, <laughs> and then, so head on over to lbxcollective.com and join the most fantastic future community ever. Right? That's right. We are building. So until we meet again, our fellow LBXers, mm-hmm. um, this is Christine Beer and Brandon Wiley signing off with a cheers. Cheers. And uh, stay tuned and stay extraordinary. Absolutely. Later.